Lord, it's so true. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We want to thank You for Your Son, Jesus Christ. We want to thank You for the Holy Spirit. And Father God, we just want to thank You for what You have done for mankind. Thank You for Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a praise offering for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you to the band. You may be seated. Praise God. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Morning, Pastor. Morning, church. You all look well. You can nearly say we have made it. <laughs> We've made it through a tough year. But it's been a good year. It's been a year where we met our God and where we have experienced the goodness of God and we will yet continue to experience the hand of God upon our lives. And I thought it well, you know, it's not the Christmas message because tomorrow morning, Pastor Harold always bless us with, with a powerful message. I thought, you know, what do you do the day before Christmas? And I thought, let's talk a little bit about Jesus. So the power of knowing Him, that power of knowing Him, I want to strengthen every person here today because there is great power available to those who knows Jesus Christ and the power of His, what He has done for mankind. So, before I go to the Scripture, I just want to mention certain things before I go into the Scripture. You know, what is your highest goal in life? Your highest goal in life, you will know the things or the thing you have set there on top that you are busy pursuing in your life. And it's a good time to ask the question, what is the highest goal of my life? And to maybe make adjustments today and tomorrow and next week before we go into this new year. What should be the highest goal in a person's life? There is two things that we should think about when we set goals. It is the internal and the external. We are internal beings created in God's image. We look like God. We must think like God. We must act like God. God has created us to be in His family circle. He has not created slaves to be out there. He has created mankind with the idea to have fellowship with them. And it is this fellowship, this fellowship that does something to a person, that brings meaning to you as an individual. God has created you with something different than the person next to you. There has never been any two people that are the same. Even identical twins are not the same because their DNA is 
different. Their, their fingerprints, it's different. And you must see yourself as different and unique and God wants to have fellowship with you. Amen. Praise God. So the internal goal, the greatest internal goal of a person's life is to have fellowship of, with Jesus Christ. The greatest goal a person must have in your life is to know Him. That's it. That's it, church. That's it. And only you and I know whether He is right at the top of my priority list of my life. Because those who have Him at the top, at the very top, that nothing takes that place. A person that does that and take the time to do that and live that kind of life will have a certain external life. All of us, we are known internally, but we are seen externally. You can quickly see by a person's, the way they talk, the way they walk, the way they live themselves out, whether they are deep with God. And as pastors, it is our absolute privilege to serve you as God's children. This year, it's been a tough year for many of you. We see it on your faces. We know it. We know the pastors here, our offices are consistently filled with people. And we love it. We love helping people. But there is another kind of help. And that is, I want to use the words you know, I want to be soft on words today, <laughs> but there's nothing more frustrating to a pastor when, a, when you give a person advice or you say, go to the Word or do spiritual things that will change your life and the people don't do it. That, that's a hard thing of ministry. It's a hard thing that happens to us because we advise many people in the Word of God, but the greatest advice is, you know, Pastor Harold has through, you know, whenever we go through tough times and we, as the staff here, we have been really through tough times and then it is so good to have Pastor Harold as our, our leader and the person that, that have their door open to his staff. That every time that we go to him or Maud with the hard things, you're going through a tough time he would immediately reflect and deflect the person and say the words, get to Jesus. And you can see when people get to Jesus because once you've got where you got or you get to Jesus, everything changes. Have you experienced that? I have experienced that this year in my life where that advice has been given to me. Did you, George Brandon, get to Jesus? And this getting to Him, it does something to you. It is a deep desire within a person that is developed when you get to Jesus. You cannot have more of Him and then get to the place of less of Him. You always want more of Him in your life. So, but it is obviously with us as human beings because, you know, we don't have that you get 
quickly you open up the doors of heaven and get to the throne room of God and you see God and with a physical eye, none of that stuff. It is kind of like I have to seek God for myself afresh and anew. So I want to quickly take you to Romans 2 from verse 4. I've got a couple of verses, beautiful verses, I want to encourage the church here today with. Romans 2 from this verse 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you have treasured up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath. This is now the world, the world system. People who do not get to Jesus. Wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. We still see the word seek after salvation. There is a consistent seeking and getting to Jesus because internally, I have to know Him. It happens on the deep, in the deep crevices of a person's heart when you get to Jesus, that that desire, that consistent desire goes from strength to strength and it gets deeper and deeper. But externally, you know, externally, it is the most important thing in a person's life to get and to give God glory. That is the two main focuses of a person's life. It is to know Him and then to give Him glory through what we do. Very simple, very easy, but it's good. Amen. It says here, eternal life to those, verse 7, Romans 2, 7, eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil. And then Paul says here, and... That's to the Jew first and then to the Greek. So all of us, we are Greeks here today. Amen. Any Jews here today? All of us are actually Jews. But I need to take you now to my main verse for the day. It's a couple of verses, but I want to strengthen the church with us today. But before we get that, there's, a, there's an important verse that you need to know of. 2 Timothy 3.16. If ever you think of this scripture... Just think of John 3, 16, for the Father so loved the world, and then the Father's love is now manifested and brings an obligation and a duty in my life to do certain things. And when these things happen to me, I develop. I get to a place of knowing Him. I get to a place where He becomes me. Listen to this. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man and the woman and the child and any person may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, 
On the inside, there needs to be an equipping in a person's life so that on the outside, certain things that God through His grace might do through me. What is God busy doing in your life by grace through you? Is there anything happening that you can reflect to in 2023 and say that God has done something in me? He has been helping me. He has been equipping me and so that I might reflect His glory to this world. Church, it's so important this year because many people think this is for ministers. This is just for leaders. This is just for, for the, the pastors. No, this is so that the glory of God might manifest in your life. The equipping of the saints. And then you go to Ephesians 4.11. For God has given some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. And they say, that's, that's a scripture as well for ministry. No, so that the people might be equipped for the workers of ministry. It literally is so that a person might be equipped to bring forth the glory of God on this dead world. Give him a praise offering here, church. And it's a privilege when the manifestation of this happens in a person's life, when you get to know Jesus and his glory starts appearing because your hands and your feet and your life is available. We are not playing church. We are not here for the purpose to feel happy. We are here for the purpose to bring God glory in our lives. Amen. And now my main scripture for the day, Philippians 3 from verse 7. Philippians, please take your Bible and get there. It's so important for every person here. Philippians 3 from verse 7 says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. This, the person that's writing this is not just an ordinary person. This person made, his, made it his business to have God work through his life. Paul the apostle made it his business this is Paul writing with the things that God has done through him. He said here, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. To count something lost for Christ is literally to count something lost for something better. The kingdom of God is always the better thing. And then in verse eight, Philippians three from verse seven, now I am with verse eight. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. For the excellence, that word excellence is extreme merit. You know when you put something there high, there, that nothing takes that high place, it is superiority. 
It is the kind of decision a person makes when you say, this what I'm going to do is going to be superior. It is going to be excellent. And this knowledge, this knowledge of Christ on the inside is facts, truths, principles, and this happens from study and investigation. The study and investigation to prove that God is good. When you get to Jesus, you are busy proving that God is good. I do not see how many people get through troubles and trials and situations only then to blame God. Instead of getting to Jesus, instead of getting deep into the Word of God, instead of coming to a Bible school and study the Word of God right on the depths of you where it grips you and it changes you and it turns your life around. That's what you call passion. Passion because you have put Jesus first. Is Jesus first? in your life? Is Jesus truly first in your life? Because it will manifest. You'll find that you'll be the most joyful person that you know. It's because Jesus is first in your life. And then Paul goes on to say, but this is the thing he did. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Many people are just busy with Jesus. But there is a higher level when you get busy with Jesus as your Lord. When Jesus Christ becomes a person's Lord, He's not just Jesus. He's everything. He's, he's that alles. Daar is niks meer belangrijk as dit. Because he becomes your all in all. And then, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And now when you go on to Philippians 3 verse 10 is, now Paul gives the reason why he has counted loss of everything. Why, why it is that God could use Paul. Why it is that God could take an ordinary man, a devoted man, and use his life because he has counted everything as rubbish, as dung, as nothing, as worthless. It is worthwhile in a person's life to do that. To enter 2024 and to say, I must yet again do that. I must yet again get to that place where Christ is first in my life. Because then you, we, you might say the following words in verse 10, Philippians 3 verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the righteousness from the dead. 
Paul is basically saying here, I went from knowing him to knowing him more, to knowing him more, to knowing him more. I have not put a lid on anything when it comes to my relationship relationship with Christ. I have removed the caps. There are certain caps on people's lives that are that that is basically not letting them progressing to the next level. There are, there are things, definitely. And we have to find those things because usually we know what it is. We have to take the time to identify things in our lives. Those things that hinder me from actually knowing Christ to the fullness a person can on this planet because there is no limit there cannot be a limit. God is limitless. Therefore, I cannot put a limit upon my spiritual life and say, I have seen it all, I have done it all, and I have experienced it all. The best in our lives is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Do not even reflect on yesterday. Do not even go there. Deal with yesterday. Get to the new place, the fresh place. Not of becoming, you know, something that I want to become, but that what Christ wants to do in me and through me. And that is much more beautiful than the things we want to achieve in our lives. I want to achieve for me. When you get to Jesus, He does something more beautiful than you think. That is why in Psalm 27.4, it says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold, to gaze the beauty of the Lord. That is Christianity to me. Christianity is not a set of rules. It is the person of Jesus Christ manifesting in a person's life. That is Jesus. He's not a name. He's a person with a name. And that name means everything to us here at Little Falls. So the people, how do I get to know Jesus more and more and more? It's practical. I love the practicality of Christianity. So it's the question, why must I pray? Why must I read books? Why must I read the Bible? Why must I come to church every week? Why must I confess my sins? Why must I have communion with Jesus? Why must I come to a prayer meeting? Why must I, why must I? Because in all of this, there is a moving closer and closer and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Give Him praise, yes. And in this seeking comes the knowing, comes the assurance, comes the power. And then you start living that powerful kind of life. That life that only you can live. Because there is a next level for you. When it's closer to Jesus, believe me. There comes new revelation. There comes a better understanding. A better understanding of who is and who you are in Him.
Because in him, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In him, we are accepted in the beloved. In him, we are powerful children of God. In him, I am not of this world. In him, I, my name has been written on the palms of his hand. When you open up his hands, when you look into his eyes, you will see you there because he's got you on his mind. But do we have him on our minds? Are we putting him first? Are we living a kind of life where Jesus Christ is the all and the all in a person's life? So, and this is what we call eternal life. We are busy right now with eternal life. Now, now, you don't get to live eternal life. The decisions we make now determines tomorrow. You cannot make a decision tomorrow. It needs to be made today. This is the day. This is the hour. We have no guarantee that we will make it through this day. But I know who's on the other side waiting for me. Praise God. And how does this happen? How does this, Paul, here, let, let me say to you, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, that power of the resurrection, you know what the power of resurrection is? You have experienced it. It's not just a far thing that Christ did. The power of his resurrection is what we call salvation. You remember that day you gave your life to Christ and everything changed. That is the power of his resurrection. Now that same power is still working in us so that this salvation we have, the greatest gift on the planet, a Ferrari is not a good gift. It's not. Anything actually is not a good gift. But when it comes to your salvation, that thing, that thing need to be polished. If there's something that you need to gaze upon is the fact that the power, the resurrection power of God has worked on the inside of a person. And therefore this joy, is your joy gone? You know, I'm going into Christmas with a new kind of joy. I'm putting new tires on my joy. You know, my joy is gonna look different than what it has looked this year, amen. That's a good amen I got there. 1 Peter 1, let me read this to you. 1 Peter 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved for you in heaven and then who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Now this is a lot of things here but it basically means that you are born again. There's a living hope. This salvation is incorruptible. What Christ has done is perfect. Nothing can be added to what he has done for you, but you can add to your faith many things to increase in knowing him. And this born again experience 
I did not, you know, I've never experienced something happen in my life, but that day when Christ, the resurrection power, worked in my life, and I stood up, when I stood up with tears from that place, everything changed. And that power should still be working in a person's life. They should still, we should still believe in healing. We should still believe that you can cast out a devil. And that's not just for pastors. That's nonsense. Let me tell you. There's a lot of demons walking around you that need to be cast out. Amen. Someone said amen there. Amen. So, how are you going into this Christmas? You need to go into Christmas with another idea that I want to know him more and more and more in my life. And that starts today. That starts now. You see, Jesus will. I've, I've written something here. It sounds harsh, but it's not. The Lord Jesus is a killer. <laughs> he kills pride. <laughs> he cannot stand it. He kills. He, he will make you more humble. He will use your circumstances. Even if you have placed yourself in the difficult place. Even if you have made wrong decisions. He will use where you are currently to help you. But you need to get to Him. There's no other answer, truly. There is no other answer on this planet except get to Jesus and know Him. He will take your stinginess and make you a more giving person. <laughs> That's all of us. Is that you? You know, I hope you've not been stingy this Thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Still time to fix that. Romans 8, I'm finishing off with. Romans 8, verse 9. Some of the most powerful verses in the Bible. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells on the inside of you. The dead people of this world can only get the resurrection power of God if, if, they are willing to know him. There's no other way. Believe me, there is no solution, no psychiatrist, no doctor, no counselor, no nothing can help you if you're not getting to Jesus. So, are you willing to get yourselves ready to go into 2024 and make it your greatest aim because there is a flame of fire waiting for each person in this new year. And that flame need to be, I want to actually say reset. That thing that God wants to do with you, through you, by you, in you, it's for now. Amen. So let us all stand, please.
Please raise your hands in the presence of God. Say after me, Father God, I come to you this day. I ask you to please wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I forgive every person that has ever hurt me or harmed me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you can now write my name in the book of life. Father God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. Please help me in 2024. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God go with you. Let us all, and you know what? Bring someone, please. It's so selfish that we sit here alone and there's a lost world. Please invite someone to this place tomorrow. We will make place for all the people. Amen. God bless you. Go in the peace of God. Amen. For more teachings like this,